everyone. This episode was addressing the questions that you have sent us over the past couple months. It was uh, three questions that we decided to address because we saw a repetition in them and they're pretty simple. I'll actually just say them out right now. First one is, why is everyone telling me to move my crypto into a wallet? The second question was, uh, shouldn't my portfolio be diverse? And the third one is, don't I need to trade to make money with crypto? So we decided to address these questions in the rest of this episode. And at the very end, we talked about something that we are being asked because of the volatility of the crypto market from our family and friends. And it's, it's just really funny that we are being asked this. So you'll just have to listen to the entire episode to get there. Anyway, it's a short and sweet episode. We love hearing from you. So thank you for sending us these questions and, uh, and asking us this. Hopefully you will get the answer that you were seeking on this and via our email responses. And that's that. Wait, let's begin the episode. The thoughts and opinions expressed by Keegan Francis, Murgakshi Palway, and the guests interviewed on the Go Full Crypto podcast are solely their own. The content discussed are intended to be for informational purposes only. Hello, everyone. Thanks to, <laughs> thanks to all of your questions that uh, have been popping up in our, in our inbox. Due to an overlap of some of these questions, we decided to um, address three of them, the top three questions that we have been asked in the past month. So here we go. The first question. Why is everyone telling me to move my crypto into a wallet? Well, uh, just for some context, if you are someone who's looking to get into crypto or you've already bought some on an, likely on an exchange, then the more you read and the more you hear people talk about it, they're going to say, well, don't leave your, don't leave your crypto investments on an exchange. You got to move it to a wallet. And for someone who's new to the whole atmosphere of, you know, buying crypto, this can be an odd concept. Why shouldn't you move or, or why should you move your crypto from an exchange to a wallet? What is a wallet and uh, why is it a problem to leave it on an exchange? And then which wallet is the best wallet and then yeah. which exchange <laughs> is the best exchange and are some exchanges safe and are some more harmful than others and and what kind of wallets exist because your crypto in your exchange is in an exchange wallet so <laughs> what's the difference between the other wallets that exist it could be confusing so yeah we get it yeah <laughs> it, took, it took us a bit to figure it out ourselves um yeah the terminology isn't the most straightforward either no, it's not. It kind of gets hairy. There's a hot wallet and a cold wallet, a non-custodial and a the custodial, and then a there's hardware, a paper. paper, a brain wallet. Like, it. it what yeah. are all those terms mean? All right. So you know, hopefully, we have addressed your confusion <laughs> and not confused you even more by talking about all of these things. We're gonna we're gonna set you straight. Is that that's not a derogatory way of saying that we're gonna explain it to you, right? Nope. No, okay, I don't yeah. think so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it could be, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's move past that. Now. Yeah, sorry. No, I just I just remember like Russell Peters jokes where he talks about his dad and like somebody gonna get hurt real bad like that one. And I just thought that when you set someone straight, it's anyway, I digress. So the reason why people tell you to move your crypto off of an exchange is because the biggest reason is that the exchange is in possession of your crypto. Right. 
Is that the exchange has possession? Not if. Well, they are they, in possession of your crypto. They have possession. They have of possession crypto. of your Both crypto. Both of those are fine ways of saying that. Yeah, and yeah. so the the word that you're going to hear with respect to you know hearing wallets is the word custodian. So the exchange is the custodian of your crypto. And if you really wanted to, you know, expand on that, you, some you could also hear someone say, "Well, the exchange has ownership over your crypto investments." And if you want complete ownership and complete control over your investments, then you, you know, take it off of the exchange and move it to a wallet. And most often, these wallets are termed as non-custodial wallets because that's where the custody is not with the exchange so it's a non-custodial wallet or it's a self-custody wallet yeah that, that's, that's, that's an that's easier way a much better way of putting it um i've been reading that more and more in uh in articles and whatnot and that's good i think that's favorable because a custodial wallet just to re-emphasize is one where you've given the custody of your funds to someone else and then a self-custody wallet is one where you are the custodian and the sole custody custodian custodian <laughs> person who has custodianship Custody. over your funds yeah yeah so the reason why you will hear time and again a lot of people say well move it off the exchange is this now we take a little bit of a different approach we go one step further and say well do you have any reason for you to leave your for your for you to leave your crypto on an exchange and that's because we ourselves have left crypto on an exchange before and of like right now and that's because we're putting it to use. We trade with crypto, or we put, we lend it out, or we take a loan against crypto, or we use it as everyday everyday money when we buy stuff. So for us, you know, having some of our crypto investments on exchanges way more it's convenient. convenient. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't make sense for us to move crypto on and off an exchange because we have everyday use for it. However. Uh, the question to you is, you know, to decide whether or not you want to move it off of the exchanges, am I going to need these investments in the short term? If the answer is no, then the best place to have it is in your own custody, which is off of the exchange. Yeah, and this has actually been a strategy I've used in the past, and it's going to bleed into one of the like the third question in this uh, in this episode. But uh, if you're not a trader, but you're tempted to try trading, um, then like one strategy you can employ is by taking your funds off of the exchange and putting it into a, a self-custody wallet because because you can't typically trade from these self-custody wallets, um, not without a, like a couple more barriers. Um, so yeah, it's just a way to, to check yourself, I suppose, before you wreck yourself. That and also, uh, Keegan, in the past two <laughs> yes. months, in the past two months, like we've you know set aside some money, uh, some of our crypto, some of our Bitcoin, yep. and we've put you know some amount of Bitcoin into cold storage. Right. And that's because we don't want to touch it. Cold storage, Ruga. Will you? Sorry. Yeah, I'll elaborate. Briefly so, elaborate on that. So cold storage is uh, in the most fundamental way a, a way to determine that your money is not on. The internet if it's on the internet then it's hot because it's easily accessible to the rest of the world if it's cold it's it just means that it's so far away from the internet that um it's it cannot be reached digitally yeah. <laughs> oh my digitally yeah there needs yeah. to be some physical intervention so a cold wallet is typically kept 
Well, uh, so I know some people, they, they bury their cold wallets underground. They bury um, 12 words, they put it underground, or they put it in a book. Uh, basically, yeah, you, you touched on it, Murga. Cold just means it's not connected to the internet, because uh, if you touch your device, whatever device you're listening to this on, uh, it's on a MacBook or a, a cell phone, it's hot, right? It's because it's on, it's powered on, connected to the internet. Uh, there's electricity moving through it, it's hot. Um, a device that is not connected to the internet is cold, therefore cold wallet. Um, all basically all cold wallets are self custody, uh, meaning you retain the custody. You are the custodian of uh, of your money, and that's another layer of safety. So, um, cold wallets that are self custody are considered to be the industry standard for the safest way to store your crypto. Yeah, going back to what I was saying is we've been tempted to take out the money that we have decided to you know put in there for the for retirement or for a really dire situation mm -hmm. and uh we have reminded ourselves that no we don't want to move the money from the cold storage because we have decided not to for xyz reasons so that's another way for you to check yourself or keep yourself in check knowing that this is your five-year plan so for whatever reason you want to uh, move money from what you've decided you don't want to touch for five years into something that is into an exchange like that that reason really must be very very important yeah yeah and the last reason why you want to move money off of an exchange into a into a wallet a cold wallet a self-custody wallet that uh that you own um is because the if the exchange goes down uh, then you are you may lose all your funds or you may wait a very long time to get any of that money back that's the second most important reason. Yeah. So the first is so that you can have complete control and ownership of your crypto. That's why you would want to move it off of the exchange. The second is, um, you know, exchanges get hacked. Yeah, they do get hacked, like, or they just go down or they were a Ponzi scheme from the start. So we'll just give you two examples right up front. The, the first one is Mt. Gox. That's possibly the, the, the most popular example that people give. With respect to but I have Bitcoin to say this is hacked. also in a time when exchanges were not that common. Yeah, they were a lot less mature at that time. I yeah. think it was 2013, 2014. Yeah, so that was. What, but six but years look, ago? if if they if the Bitcoiner crowd or the crypto crowd had the exact same mentality, like if they enforced or gave the advice that hey, don't put all your money on the exchange, then then there'd be a lot less money um, lost or stolen at that point. Uh, but uh, you know, in in retrospect, like this is how we learn and grow as a community is we experience these terrible events, and those who came before you in the crypto crowd experience some <laughs> some heavy losses for you. And the advice the advice that they have to impart on you, uh, like the newer generation of crypto people, is uh, don't keep all of your eggs in one basket, and don't keep all of your cryptocurrency on one or more exchanges. Have at least some that are that you are self custodian. I don't know if that's Cust where we're <laughs> custodying. Custodying. Oh you. gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's right. Um, speaking of eggs in one basket, that kind of brings us to our second question, which we have gotten asked a lot: is shouldn't my portfolio be diverse? Now that that uh, what's that phrase? The phrase "don't keep all of your eggs in one basket" really doesn't apply when it comes to investing. And I'll tell you why. So years ago. I would say, Keegan, you have more to say than I do because you've been in the industry for six years. Then, um, So, you know, when you diversified your portfolio six years ago, what was your thinking and what have you learned six years later? 
Well, I started with Dogecoin, right? And then I moved that into Bitcoin. And I actually didn't really touch that for two years. It wasn't until 2017 that I started looking into and investing in other cryptocurrencies. But uh, one of the things that I noticed when I started to buy other cryptocurrencies is I suddenly had to start paying attention to everything else that was uh, that was going on out there. So I, I wasn't just looking at the Bitcoin price. I was looking at the Ethereum price and Zcash price and... Uh, I don't know, Stellar Lumens. And I was looking at all of the cr different cryptocurrencies that uh, that I had invested in on a daily basis. <laughs> more Actually, more accurately, it was like several times per day. <laughs> and so what that did was it really eroded my attention and degraded my attention. And I, I, I would argue that like you, by diversifying your portfolio, you're also diversifying your attention. And that can get really tedious and unmanageable um, if you... If, our, if you're not prepared to ignore what's happening with your portfolio, which I, I mean, like the majority of people I've spoken to don't have that kind of willpower to just resist looking at the price of the various things that they've bought, um, mainly because the volatility. Like I can see this case being made for the regular stock market, right? Because it's not as volatile and you just kind of sit there and wait for it to go up over the course of 10 or 15 years. But with cryptocurrency, your portfolio can fluctuate like 50 to 80% in like a month month and a half, two month basis. And it's hard not to look at that. Yeah. So unless you have very good self-control and you've bought your crypto investments and you've put them aside and you're not paying attention to it, then it's uh, Im important for you to just understand the allocation or the impact that diverse portfolio allocation has. But what I was talking more so was out of the cryptocurrencies that you would have bought, which ones have performed the best? Of two of them, <laughs> Bitcoin, and uh, then one other. Then I'm actually I'm I'm not gonna talk about. It. I'm not gonna name it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> sounds cute. Well, um, my experience mostly comes from reading books about investing because I have been pretty lean with my portfolio from the get go, and I have read and I've heard other uh, investment managers fund managers talk about how over the long period of time when you look at the number of cryptocurrencies that you have invested in it's only one or two that outperform the rest and yeah. um outcompete the losses or the lack of um progress that you see in the other uh, cryptocurrencies in the basket so point being there's only one or two in a basket of cryptocurrencies that truly outperform. And the whole idea behind diversification or putting your eggs in more than one basket is that, oh, well, you don't know which one of those basket of cryptocurrencies will perform or outperform the rest, which is why you buy a bunch and then you don't touch it for a really long period of time. That is, okay, so there's two really amazing pieces of, of advice there, Murga. The first is... Um, if you're going to buy a basket of cryptocurrencies, expect that most of them will fail and then one or two might do well. And the key piece of information there is over a long period of time. That was the second thing that I was okay. going to, yeah, <laughs> right. Because so I, I, a good chunk of my friends that I've, I've helped get into cryptocurrency, they've bought this one on one day and then the next week they're like, oh yeah, no, no, I sold that though. Cause like it wasn't doing very well that week. Uh, it's like, yeah, but look later on it it could it could do well right like why did you buy it in the first place like a did you research it b or, or okay let's just stick with a for a second did you research it or did you just get hooked by the price action of that day right so some of the time people see 
XRP go up by 40% in one day. They're like, oh, cool, XRP, all this great technology and insight and value to the market. I'm going to buy into it. It's not too late. Um, but then they get out of it a week later because it it's it's tanking. And um, I'm not sure where I'm going with this burger. You got to save me. Uh, I, I think... Think, well, no, yeah, you're, you're, that's your what you're saying is right. Um, anyone who is new to crypto and looks at the various options available, of, of various options available to buy or purchase can be enticed. And I know this from experience because anyone that at least some of my friends that I have talked to about Bitcoin, they say, oh well, what about this and that and this and that. And some of them have actually also said that, oh, I put my money in this and I put my money in that just because I could. And just in case it rises yeah. insane, insanely in its price. So uh, I I can't comment much on um, what cryptocurrencies you should invest in and whether or not, you know, that's the strategy that you do want to follow. What I will advise you is making sure you know what game you're playing. And we've talked about this in one of our previous episodes where if you're playing the short term game, which is where you want to buy um, one cryptocurrency at the beginning of a week and then you want to sell it off by the end of the week um, and make whatever profit you can in that week and do the same thing over and over cool then perhaps experimenting with the most volatile cryptocurrencies is best for you because that's where you will make most of your money mm. if you're playing um, a medium term game so say for six months I, I it's very important that you research the cryptocurrencies that you put money in because then you you don't really if you don't really want to touch your money for six months, then you want to make sure that you've researched what you've put your money in. And if it's for the really, really long term, the same advice goes there, too. Uh, and then the biggest thing with very long term investing is not touching that money and letting it compound and letting it just sit there and increase in value because you know that it will because it is valuable. It provides people with an answer to a problem that exists and there it's inevitably going to grow. Yeah. And I, I actually just want to take this back to something that you said, you said it twice now, but it's, it's worth saying a third time. And that's wait, wait for your, wait for the, the investment that you've made to mature or to, to grow. Uh, if you like the, the one number one mistake I see my friends making is they touch their portfolio too often. They modify what they're invested in on a week-to-week -week basis when really if they just stuck with what they originally had for six months, eight months, 12 months or longer, then they would have seen the uh, the asset go through the uh, the stages of growth, right? There's, there's companies and people working on these things uh, behind the scenes and one week is simply not enough time for them to manifest anything meaningful for that project uh, these things actually take months and years to uh, to come out of the development process and into the implementation and then the, the widespread implications that whatever the new feature that they were working on actually might have for that token. And so, yeah, stick it through and, and wait for it and and know why you've invested in that thing. And if that's if that might be the answer to shouldn't my portfolio be diverse like it should be if you but like really only if you feel like you've identified a cryptocurrency that provides something unique to the ecosystem and for me 
uh, that that doesn't actually include a whole lot of <laughs> cryptocurrencies other than Bitcoin. Um, but for you, diverse might mean something completely different. And, and, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if you want to diversify your portfolio, just make sure that you you know what game you're playing. If it's short term, then, uh, you know, what do whatever you want. But whatever you want to do, make sure that you know your time horizon, because that will inevitably determine how your portfolio is going to perform. And over the long term is the, I would say, the best way to measure the performance of anything yeah. um, than over the short term. And then just back to the first thing I said, when you diversify your portfolio, you're di diversifying your attention and diversifying your time. For, uh, that's for short term though. I mean, because if someone just wants so. to buy stuff and leave it and like not look at it for 10 years, then Yeah, that's, that's the whole willpower thing. If you have the ability to put your blinders on and just let your portfolio sit, then, then kudos to you and power to you. Yeah. And if that is what you do, then make sure answering the first question, you don't leave it on an exchange because you definitely want to have complete <laughs> control and ownership over your cryptocurrency. So we highly recommend moving it into cold storage or self-custody wallet. Yeah. And then the last question is, don't I need to trade to make money with crypto? Yeah, this this question actually has been something that has been asked to us over the years. And it's a question that I had when I first got into crypto. So when I bought Bitcoin and off of you, it was in 2018. And I thought that the next thing I needed to do is to understand what a trading interface looks like. Well, not understand, but I thought I needed to trade, to put it really simply. And I, and I thought that's just what you do when you make an investment. <laughs> Or that, when that you're was, into cryptocurrency. Or when you're into crypto. I No, but mostly investment because that was my impression of what it meant to make an investment is, oh, you buy something and then you have to trade it. Yeah. That's what I thought you needed to do. And that is a huge misconception. You don't need to trade or make trades or sit in front of a computer and buy and sell all day long or all week long to make more money off of your crypto. Is that a way you can make more money off of your crypto? Yes. But it requires a lot of time, attention, and knowledge of knowing what to do. And discipline. I think discipline, discipline is huge. rule setting. Yeah. You can lose money that way too. So it's it. Do, do I need to take make trade to make money with crypto? I mean, yes, you can, but you can also lose money uh, trading. So that's really important to know too. Yeah, yeah. I'd say most people shouldn't be traders. Like, look, okay, if if you shouldn't should not be traders. Yeah. yeah if you're a bus driver, let's just say if you're a bus driver, and that's that's the game you're playing. Back to the thing that Maruga was saying earlier. Know what game you're playing. If you're a trader, then you're playing the trading game. And you probably have discipline and rules and uh, money that you can afford to lose and all that stuff. But if you're if you're a bus driver, you know what I mean? If you're... Why are you laughing at? I think that's one of the worst Okay, if you're a analogies. psychologist, if you're a medical doctor... No, that's that's not what I mean. It's so it's so interesting that you're comparing somebody else's profession to trading. Because well, like someone is, can be a bus driver and a trader and if they want to be. They totally can be. If you're a bus driver <laughs> and a trader, round of applause for you. I, I wasn't I sure mean, what point you were making. I'm there. making the point that like, uh, okay, here, here's the point I'm making. I was a programmer, like, or I am a um, programmer. Like, yeah, like I code. That's that's what I went to school for. That's I build websites. Am I a trader? No, but over time I've learned how to trade and now I can, I could conceivably quit my like programming job uh, and what? No, you couldn't. You probably, <laughs> you, you will not survive. I'd be survive. miserable. I love coding. <laughs> <laughs> 
but what I'm saying is like when I was uh, my my attention again was split between programming and trading. So when I was sitting at my desk and I was supposed to be coding, my attention a lot of the time was on the markets and what the markets were doing, and I wasn't doing a good job at trading or my job. And so my my attention was split. So if you're a bus driver and your attention is split between like uh, the markets and getting the kids to school on time and safely, <laughs> then uh, that's not a good thing. So um, wow, Keegan, that is one of the the most abstract most <laughs> abstract analogies I've heard you make. Well, well I'll, I'll just well, yeah, I, I'd like to give an example of my own self. I tried trading and it didn't work out very well because I didn't know how to accept loss. Mm. So I tried trading with um, derivatives trading is what I, I tried. It was, I think, $100. So small amount. I, I Going in, I knew that I was willing to lose $100 because it was an experiment. I wanted to learn. I wanted to just know what the interface looked like and whatever else. So I made 20 bucks and I was super happy. So <laughs> I, I turned $100 into $120 and I was pretty proud of myself because I did that in the span of six hours of staring at the screen and trying to figure things out and then i lost 80 dollars in the next hour within minutes because i made a bad trade so that made me lose my appetite for trading and i couldn't take that loss i kept blaming myself and i thought i was stupid and called myself some very bad things <laughs> to because i because i you know made 20 dollars and lost 80 so i lost more than i made and it was really hard to accept that um, that's just part of the game. And even though I went in knowing that I was okay to lose $100, when I ended up losing 60 of those dollars, I didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, quite honestly, quite literally, because remember Keegan, I, I came in and I was like, I don't, I don't know what, to, I, I literally do not know what to do next because I don't know how to take this loss. So, you know, really long point in a very short sentence, don't I need to trade to make my make money with crypto? The answer is no. A lot of the time that money will just accrue in value as it as the asset appreciate in value. Yeah. But if you trade to make more money off of your crypto, it is possible, but it is also possible to lose that money. So just make sure whatever you do, you are aware of the consequence. And even if you are aware of the consequence, like I was, when you do face it, when it becomes a reality, that can be really hard to um, reconcile and... <laughs> And what's the word that I'm looking for? And, and to live in the moment. Now I'm okay, I can talk about it. But at that moment, I really felt really, really stupid. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't have enough words to tell you what I was going through, even if, you know, for a one hour time span that was happening, but I underwent a lot of stress. So just make sure that you are aware and you're prepared if you want to get into trading. Wicked advice. Yeah. So the last thing that we wanted to address here, it's not one of the three questions that you have sent us over email or Instagram or um, Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever. But it's a, it's a funny <laughs> thing that our family and friends have been asking yeah. us in the last three weeks. Yeah, we, yes. We got to ask that so many times. Are you guys okay? Yeah. Do you guys need help? Yeah. You know, you can talk to us. We, we, <laughs> we know that crypto took a hit. And uh, that that's basically what we have been asked. It was so funny that... 
And so that's why we've so decided to open people. up uh, donations to uh, <laughs> Go Full Crypto. Our Bitcoin addresses are included in our uh, in the show notes. You can just send your money Kagan there. Kagan is kidding. Um, no, we're fine. I mean, volatility is so normal in what we do. I think our friends and family were more concerned because a majority of our money is in crypto, like more than 95%. So it uh, felt like we were drowning, I'm sure. Or if for somebody else or in somebody else's perspective. However, the answer that we give them is one, we have safeguards against this sort of thing. And two, crypto is still up a lot yeah. since last year. <laughs> so people are looking at the 50% hit and thinking that we lost 50% in the short of term. our wealth. Yeah. But they're not looking at the two, three, four year time span and realizing that no, we're actually up 40 times. Right. So they're, they're not looking at where we came from they're just looking at the last month which makes sense right because that's the point of reference that is being used in media because our friends and family are not someone who have um, a coin market cap downloaded on their phone and they're not checking what crypto has been doing or what bitcoin has been doing over the past three months or six months they only know what they see um, on media yeah websites or uh, news channels that are covering it these days which we were surprised we don't have a tv so we don't really watch live television but uh, some of our family or does television or or fake television <laughs> <laughs> but uh, some of our family does and they've been saying that crypto is talked about all the time on live television now so anyway we're fine it doesn't really make a difference to us yeah. just in case you were wondering yeah <laughs> <laughs> um it's a really funny question so we wanted to address it on here all right well those are the two questions that we wanted to address. Thank Please you. Please send more. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for getting in touch with us. We love, we love talking with you. And the next time we get a mutually, um, mutual accumulation of similar questions that you send us, we'll address them again. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you everyone for listening. Hope you are all well, taking care of yourselves. And uh, thank you for... Listening. Wow, now I'm just rambling. <laughs> oh gosh, this Repeating is the worst yourself. end. Thank you for listening. Oh my gosh. Okay, thanks everyone. Bye. See you next time.